Please listen carefully. Hey, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Kate Orslan. And I'm Erin Barton. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hey, Kate, how are you? I'm good, Erin. How are you doing? I'm doing good. For our listeners, this is take four. Now that we've added casual pleasantries to our <laughs> to our daily outline. So let's get started. <laughs> we need some help with our casual pleasantries. We do. The topic today is realtor safety. Realtor safety is something that should always be at the forefront of realtor minds. It's an industry where you are meeting strangers in potentially isolated locations and especially with recent media coverage of agents being targeted by predators. It's definitely agents want to engage in safe business practices and brokers can really help foster that culture in their office. When discussing realtor safety, there are two key areas to discuss. First is looking at practices the brokerage firms can adopt to make sure the agents are being safe. And the second is what the agents can do with their clients to address safety issues. We are going to discuss both today. And Kate, why don't you start us off with brokerage firms? So for brokerage firms, it is a great idea for brokers to adopt office policies in their manuals and encourage their agents to engage in safe business practices by adopting and encouraging agents to follow these policies. You can really set the tone in your office for agents to take personal safety seriously and make that a priority in their business practices. Agents should, of course, also take charge of their own personal safety by actually implementing these policies. Policies are great, but if no one's using them, they don't do anything. And then also taking it a step further and evaluating what additional policies they can put in place to feel secure while on the job. And we do have a broker office policy manual template that is available on our website for brokers that don't have a policy manual or are looking for language to include in their own manual. We have a very large section on agent safety with ideas that you can put in your own office. So some policies that you can adopt are first to have regular meetings with your agents. Under the Virginia rules and regulations, brokers are required to supervise all their agents. One way to do that is to make sure you're keyed into their activities by holding these regular meetings. I know you guys are all really busy and it can be hard to fit them in, but making it a priority can really help you understand what's going on with their business and provide an opportunity for agents to discuss problems they may be having with certain clients, which can certainly help you proactively identify issues with clients that they're having and also where you can beef up some of your security and safety practices. And I think this also works well for agents to share with each other issues that they may be facing or questionable client interactions that they've had that maybe just didn't feel right to them. I see this on realtor social media pages a lot where one realtor will say, you know, that they came in contact with somebody, it didn't feel right, they'll explain what happened on the phone call and usually several other agents will then chime in and say, yes, I have the same experience. So it's a very good idea to share those experiences in case you're really dealing with a realtor or predator out there. Along those same lines, something every brokerage firm should be doing is securing the physical office. 
As we discussed on our episode on cybersecurity, cyber criminals often target real estate offices for the personal information that's exchanged throughout the course of the real estate transaction. Similarly, if you have this information stored in a hard copy in your office, it could become the target of theft. Make sure you adopt policies that secure any kind of personal identification, have a document retention and destruction policy, and limit valuables that are kept in the office. Also, you should have some sort of security system, security cameras, entry by code or key fob to help keep the office secure. Agents are often working, you know, very odd schedules. When I was selling real estate, we had agents in the office that only worked at night. So they're often in the office alone and uh, keeping the office secure is a really good idea. And I think even, you know, just having, you know, exits and entryways that are well lit can be a small step in the right direction, just making sure that these areas are, you know, the agents are coming in and out of are well lit so they can see what's going on before they actually leave the building. Definitely. Also, uh, for brokers to keep emergency contact information and vehicle information for all the agents on file. Make sure they're up to date. Make sure they're kept in maybe a couple different locations. Keep the make, model, and license plate of the vehicles for your agents. That way, if you're in a situation where you need that information, you've already got it collected. Another practice that you can implement is requiring clients to meet in the office, especially for new unknown clients, and have them all fill out a standard customer identification form. By doing this, your agents won't be meeting new clients who they're not familiar with in an isolated area. During the initial meeting, the clients can fill out this form that can provide car make, license number, contact information, even employer information, and a photocopy of their driver's license. This can really help remove that level of anonymity on behalf of the client and can help identify which agents have been identifying with which clients should a problem arise. Of course, you can really never just evaluate a safety threat by just meeting someone. Agents should also feel free to do their research on these potential clients. I think that when you're on the home buying side of things, most individuals do some kind of search on their agent. They don't just pick a random agent. They get references. They they find out who they're dealing with. And, you know, agents should really feel comfortable doing the same with their clients. Background search would probably be ideal, but even just a quick internet search can provide a lot of information. There's a lot of information you can easily access these days that can alert you to if someone has had other like safety issues that would be concerning to your agent. And I think agents are getting a lot better about this, especially after the you know recent news information on the realtor that was murdered. I know I was still practicing real estate at that time and agents really became diligent about having strangers meet at the office, getting copies of identification, maybe showing houses in pairs. But it's the nature of the business, I think, to get that random phone call and ask to be let into a house for a showing. And some agents do feel uncomfortable at that point about stopping and saying, meet me at the office first. And I think, you know, agents really need to get past that discomfort and remember that no one showing is worth your life or your safety. If you don't feel comfortable about having someone come to the office, take a snapshot of their driver's license at the property, take a partner with you so that you're not there by yourself. Other safety education that brokers can offer, encourage your agents to take safety courses. 
whether it's, you know, safety as in being aware of your surroundings or a personal safety self-defense course. You can even offer them in-house at the firm. And this will encourage your agents to take charge of their safety and have tools to keep themselves safe. And along with that, encourage your agents to use safety apps. There are so many out there, some even designed specifically for real estate licensees. Some of them have automated safety checks that will notify emergency contacts and authorities if you don't respond. Even a simple GPS tracker can be helpful for your friends and family to know your location. That's a lot of policies that brokers can implement in their firm and educate their agents on, but also talked earlier about the importance of agents really taking charge of their own safety. So some policies agents can adopt personally are just to, you know, trust your instincts and be aware of your surroundings. So if something feels wrong or uncomfortable, leave. You know, Aaron touched on it, but no no sale is worth your safety. So if you're in unfamiliar territory, make sure you're paying attention to what is around you. Don't be just looking on Facebook or Instagram or reading emails necessarily. Focus on where you are. Look at what, you know, cars or people are around or not around. Make sure you know exits and entrances to buildings and, you know, whether you've parked in a place that you can easily get out of. Are you boxing yourself in? Being aware of those things can definitely help if you then come into a dangerous situation. I already mentioned, use the buddy system. Have another agent with you if you're at an open house or if you're showing property. And if that's not possible, have scheduled check-in times. Leave your schedule with another person detailing who you're going to be with, which houses you're scheduled to see or to, to show. I know that some agents and some brokerage firms have code words so that you can call somebody and use the code word and that would indicate that you're in some sort of trouble. I think all of those are really, really great ideas. Again, safety apps on your phone. It's great if the broker encourages you to use them, but only using them is helpful. So if your broker's not putting them out there, definitely go on, investigate, check them out. I believe there's some information on them on the NAR website as well. No, Of course, no app alone is going to keep you safe, and it shouldn't be the only method you use to protect yourself, but you can't have too many methods of safety out there. Right. And of course, also, you know, along with those safety apps, making sure your phone is fully charged, having a car charger so that if you're getting low, you can make sure to charge that up while you're on the road, and just being aware of when you do and do not have cell phone coverage in a certain area. And I think there's some basics that go along with that, like you said, making sure your phone's charged making sure you have service where you're going, but also always get to the property first. Don't park in a place where there's no exit, where you can be parked in. If you don't feel comfortable with the person right off the bat, don't go into the house. Stay outside and wait. If you do go in, they teach agents early on, don't be the first person to enter a room. Make sure you always have an access point to get out, that you're not walking into a closet first or a bathroom first. Just be safe and trust your gut. So with your customers or clients, it really comes down to education. I think most individuals are generally not aware of the day-to-day risks a realtor faces. I know when I was buying my house, I didn't have any idea of the safety concerns that you guys face. So addressing these issues from the outset may be incredibly helpful. And some issues to discuss include understanding 
who has access to their house and when so that if you're popping by for an authorized reason, you're not surprised to find grandma there when you're expecting an empty house. And then discussing limiting the visibility of valuables in the photos you take when marketing their property and especially during any listing appointments or open houses. And that was always a conversation I had with all of my sellers was just because people are coming in the house as potential buyers doesn't make them good people per se. So anything that you don't want strangers looking at, touching, you want to put away. You want to put away your weapons, any extra cash, antique signed baseball cards or baseballs, expensive bottles of alcohol, Anything that you necessarily wouldn't want somebody to touch or see or take, you probably just want to put away. And along with that comes prescription drugs these days. As the country is obviously facing an opioid crisis, there have been more accounts of individuals coming into open houses or showings and taking prescription medicine from those houses. That goes for potential buyers, uh, but also realtors. So obviously realtors are not immune to potential drug problems. So you do wanna remind your clients of these risks so that they can secure or remove any uh, prescription drugs it's also important to discuss you know, weapons, like we said, and whether they're secured so people don't have access to them, therefore creating a hazardous situation for you and others in the house. So lock them up, put them away, put them out of sight, and hopefully that will avoid any issues. By discussing these matters early on with your clients, you can help to create a safe environment for yourself when you're at the house for showings but also for your client's belongings. And that was always a conversation that I had with my sellers right at the listing appointment. So let's take it to the legal hotline. Our first question is, can I copy a state-issued ID from my office to have on file? What about federal IDs? Well, Kate, that's obviously a great way to verify identification for customers or clients when you're first meeting them. Federal law does prohibit the photocopying of U.S. government identification cards, such as military ID, with certain exceptions, for example, copies by another government agency or for obtaining medical care, but that wouldn't apply here. But there's no such prohibition on a state driver's license or other photo ID. So go ahead, copy and keep it on file. Our next question, my agents believe they're missing out on opportunities by requiring all clients to meet in the office before going on showings. What other options are there? So that's a, a great question. Obviously, it is a great idea to continue to encourage your agents to meet clients for the first time in your office where they have control over the situation and can you know, have the ability to photocopy information you know, that can help in vetting the identification of these individuals. And in addition, people who are familiar with these agents can have eyes on who they are meeting with. You know, safety should be their priority. However, there are some other options. You know, for example, they can meet their clients at a local coffee shop to obtain some of this preliminary information. If the listing is across town and your office is complete opposite side of town, you can always meet in the middle of a coffee shop. Also, you know, in the wake of the murder of a, one realtor, another realtor developed the idea of a national open door policy where brokerage firms allow real estate agents with other companies to use their space for those in-person meetings with new clients. So you can discuss creating this partnership with other brokerage firms so agents from your area always have a safe public space to meet with new clients and really create a community of realtors who are supporting each other and making sure that they're fostering that safe environment. 
Yeah, that's really a great idea. If the client or potential customer balks at meeting you in a public place or having to meet you before the showing, this isn't an opportunity you can explain to them to lock them into a buyer agency agreement. This is merely a safety issue. And if they balk again, think about question whether this is someone you want to do business with who has absolutely no interest in your personal safety. Our final question today is, as a broker, what is my liability for an agent's safety? This is another great question. Uh, Real estate agents are typically considered independent contractors and therefore employers face limited liability with regards to their actions. We discussed the difference between independent contractors and employees in one of our earlier episodes back in August. However, a family of a realtor who was murdered while showing a home recently has sued her former brokerage firm alleging wrongful death and negligence because the brokerage failed to provide her with proper safety training And this is a case that we will definitely be watching, even though it's not local in Virginia, it could be used in Virginia cases as persuasive authority to the courts. And it definitely highlights the importance of having office policies and procedures in place for agent safety. Something we'll definitely keep an eye on. And so in that same vein, what are some ways you can limit your risk? The first would be to have office policies pertaining to agent safety and follow them. So as we discussed, this can range from physical safety, emergency contact information, buddy system, to the cybersecurity issues that we just discussed the other week. Make sure you educate your agents on those policies and encourage your agents to take self-defense classes. And then have those standard documentation that your agents can give to clients regarding general safety, keeping valuables, weapons, prescription medicine locked away when their house is on the market. Thank you for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Make sure you are logged in to see this page. Thanks. Bye. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided for Virginia Realtors is a general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2017. This podcast features the song, Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.